Hey guys, welcome back to another Star Wars podcast. I'm Melissa. Uh, and I'm Matt. What are we here to do today? We are here to talk about Andor episodes four and five. Sorry guys, no breakdown last week. I was really, really sick and then Matt, you had work just kind of come down on you. I did. <laughs> work came down on me and then... I mentioned this in my reaction, which is up now. If you haven't watched it, go watch it. Um, but I, we got a new puppy on Sunday of this past week. So <laughs> my hands have been a little full with the little guy, um, which has been fun. But it's a lot of work taking care of a puppy. Yeah, it is. And they cry all the time and you want to baby them, but you got to like tr- like crate train them and like leave them by themselves. It's a whole ordeal. So I get it. Yeah, we just got... We just got through the first week. We were a little easy on him for this first week, letting him sleep with us and stuff. But like next week, we're going to start ramping it up with more training him to be in his pen for longer periods of time and not sleeping in the room with us, that kind of stuff. So I feel bad, but you got to do what you got to do. Otherwise, they're not going to be happy little creatures when you leave the house and stuff, which I haven't really been able to do this past week. It's just <laughs> been uh, it's just been dealing with this puppy and then working when I'm not dealing with the puppy. So. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you didn't reveal his name. What's his name, Matt? I did reveal his name in the last episode. His name, though, if you didn't know, is... In your uh, reaction video? In my reaction video, yeah. His name oh. is Bil- Bilbo. So um, you guys may have thought that I would have named him something Star Wars related, uh, which we were close. We were between Yoda or Grogu or Bilbo. And he just seemed like more of a Bilbo. You know? You got to deal with their... You got to figure out their personality before you name them and... He has really big Yoda-esque ears, kind of like Grogu back here. Um, you could Bilbo- have gotten away with Grogu, I think. I, I'll put a picture up of Bilbo or something, but I think yeah. you could have gotten away with Grogu. But Bilbo yeah, is I'll, also so I'll show cute. him on the stream at some point. I think he's eating and Beth is playing with him. But um, I'll, I'll put him on at some point. Yeah, definitely. He's a cutie. He's a big cutie. But let's get into Andor episodes four and five. Um these episodes have been primarily just exposition, if we're being totally honest here. Like, a lot of, like, info dumping. Um, we got to see Mon Mothma's family learn a little bit more about, like, Luthen and his undercover story as a, I don't want to say, like, a pawn shop, but it's like a Star Wars pawn shop, essentially. Well, it's like a um, yeah, luxury yeah. pawn shop. Fancy item. Yeah, it's like shop. a rich person Coruscant pawn shop. And we got to learn more about Cyril eating his cereal and all that. So, like, where do you want to start, Matt? I mean, what's your impression so far, I guess? Um, hmm. My impression so far is I'm not super impressed, but I'm also I, I'm also don't, I also don't dislike the show. I thought the first two ep- first three episodes were interesting, fine. Um, they had, like, their own arc with this security team. Um but I was in, I was interested in where they were going with the show. I'm not super impressed with the last two episodes, if I'm being honest. There just hasn't been much going on. There's not the, my initial concern with the show is there's not stakes, and that concern is becoming more and more uh, true because the, like nothing's happened. There's there's no like no one's died other than that guy that got murdered in the first episode by Tim Cassian. with two M's. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I'm Tim, and then the guy who got the the guard who got murdered by Cassian. Um, oh, right, right, right. Shot right. in the face. Um, so, like, other than those two things, it's like, w- w- I don't really feel for the cause of the rebe- rebellion yet. It's like, there's, yeah. you, you'd think, I thought they were going to be showing, like, brutal Empire stuff, similar to Rogue One. You mm-hmm. know, like, they they painted the Empire as being fearful in Rogue One. And this, I'm not, I'm not really getting that. It's just, it's, it's a little slow moving. 
Um, and there's just I don't have enough reason to care about what I'm watching quite yet. Um, and that could totally change. There's still a bunch more episodes to have, but I just think thus far it's just, it's a it's kind of a weak start for the first five episodes. But that's not to say I don't like dislike the show. I think there's a lot of good elements about it. I think there's some really good details. The set design is incredible. The cinematography is amazing. The costume design. The, I think the the dialogue even is much better than previous Star Wars shows. Um, and the tone is a little bit better. I think they're getting there with these Star Wars shows. I just don't think it's it's not. It's, I'm just I'm not invested yet. That I think that's the best way I could I could describe it. After these last two episodes, especially after number five, like after number yeah. four, I was like, okay, fine, we we have a little bit of a building episode, fine. Um, not ideal for the second week of the show. You'd think they'd want to start off with a bang, but mm-hmm. then after this episode, I'm like, wait, I thought they were doing this mission. I thought they ended it last week. Hey, we're gonna do this mission. We're gonna have yep. some action. Great, and then just nothing, and a couple of pointless scenes too, which we can get into later. But just mm-hmm. like, which really peeves me. That's one of my biggest pet peeves is when you're watching a TV show or a movie and there's scenes that aren't plot forwarding and you, you're not able to see them forward the plot in that episode. Um, like that's a waste of time. <laughs> you're just wasting time. And there's several scenes like that uh, this past week. But what about you? I mean, I, I'm in a very similar boat as you right now. It's just like, I don't think that the constant thread I'm seeing right now personally is that star Wars cannot seem to figure out pacing. <laughs> Like, at least in movies, there's a designated amount of time where it's like, okay, you have two hours to tell the story of Rogue One, and you have the characters start off at a certain point, and they have to be at the end of the movie at a certain point, and you only have this X amount of time to do it. With these shows, they're either giving them too little time, such as Kenobi, which should have been, I think, maybe at least a a nine to ten episode series. Um, That was way too short for the amount of information they needed to cover. And now with this show, I feel like there's there's too much time. They, like yeah. you don't have that that even sweet spot of like we are only going to tell what we need to tell you in the amount of time that we need it. So we're not going to drag it out to forty five minutes. This episode is going to be thirty minutes because we only need thirty minutes to tell you how long this mission is going to take. Yeah. But I feel like in the same boat as you were. I, the biggest thing I'm noticing right now is I feel like they're. They're dragging it out and dragging it out. And that's not to say that I don't think that there's going to be payoff for some of this stuff, because I I do. I think some of this stuff will pay off and it will pay off in satisfying ways. But as of right now, I'm just kind of stumped because I'm going to be perfectly honest. I'm not like on the edge of my seat to watch this. Like, it's just kind of like, oh, I'll get to it whenever I get to it. And I don't like feeling like that. Yeah, And I think that's the biggest thing that's bugging me about this show right now is I don't really feel a need to tune in. And I feel like the only reason I'm tuning in right now is so I can stay relevant and talk about this show um, and formulate an opinion on it. But other than that, like, I just I don't feel a, a draw towards it right now. And again, like you said, that can change. But that's like the biggest thing I've noticed. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not like super disappointed and i want to make that clear i'm not sitting here like oh this yes i'm just like i agree with you it's a little slow which i don't mind i actually am a proponent of this i want it to be a little bit slower paced because Mm -hmm. obi-wan was way too fast i think um you're right like disney really hasn't been able to find out figure out the pacing for these shows and i think slower is better but if you're gonna do that make it more interesting in between like show us the senate 
You know, show us the political side of things. Show us what's going on in the Empire, other than just like a couple cutscenes of these officers on an Imperial starship. Show us stormtroopers. Show us a glimpse of Palpatine. You know what I mean? Like, show us what's going on. How, what, how is this being run? Show the brutal reign of the Empire. They talk about it a couple times, but no, you need to show it to us so that we're able to see, like, there needs to be more stakes. Like, we need to, we, I'm, I don't, I'm not invested in these characters' stories, you know? And they, they talk about it, like, uh, in this past episode, that guy talks about his brother whose farm was flooded, his tree farm was flooded, and he killed himself. And you're like, okay, that's all well and good, like, in terms of building a story and building a character um, motivation, but I, I'm not seeing it. So you can say it all yeah. you want, but I, I just I, I don't really have a reason to care about that. Same thing with Cassian. It's like I still don't know what his motivation is. I don't. We don't really understand 100 percent his backstory. We know that he was this Kalani or whatever they're called, um, and he lost his sister. He and... lost his sister. They didn't. They haven't touched that again. That just hasn't been brought up, which is weird. Um, he obviously doesn't really care about the rebellion yet. Like. It just I, the character development's not really there. So, like, if if you're gonna move slowly, fine, but you got to keep pieces in there that are at least a little bit more engaging and make me care about these characters a little bit more. And also, who else am I supposed to be focusing on? I'm a little confused by that. They've introduced so many so characters. So many characters. That's that's the other thing too, dude. Like, I can't keep up with all their names. For oh, the I have life no idea. Me. I have no. I clue. have no clue who is who. I only know that Cyril's name is Cyril because he was eating a bowl of cereal. And you just yeah. know that the writers were no. patting themselves on the back for that because they that's were like, "That's DTM, dude. That's that's discount Toby Maguire or digital Toby Maguire, whatever, <laughs> whatever you prefer." But like, he, but him, I, it, I know his name. I know Luthen's name because Luthen's name and Luthen's character is easily to me the most interesting by yes. far. They haven't really done much with Cassian, if I'm being perfectly honest here. And then they have all like, God, they've got like a six in the main heist crew. That they've tried to focus so on so many, but this lieutenant but, guy, like who's like who's defected, who's defecting from the empire. He uh, his story's getting explained a little bit more. Lieutenant Gorn, I think his name. Yeah, is. but they were like they were like oh, because he had a woman and then he couldn't date her anymore, and then she's gone. And you're like, so he defect, he's defecting now and like helping the rebellion. I I just I don't fully get it. But mm -hmm. back to my point, like, there's a million characters. Also, the Scottish guys, like Cassian's mom, that chick who was dating the Scott, other Scottish guy who they focused, like, half of an episode on. And we just – she's gone. <laughs> we just don't talk about her anymore. You know, you know, a bunch of lines. Why, why would you do that? It's like I don't know who I'm supposed to care about. And also, serial guy, Discount Tobey Maguire. <laughs> he – what is – what are those scenes about in this last – like, why are we showing him eating Cocoa Puffs, like little <laughs> Star Wars Cocoa Puffs? And then like him talking to his mom, how she's disappointed in him and his Uncle Hondo or, or Uncle Harlow, whatever. Harlow, I think. Whatever. What if it was Uncle Hondo and it was just Hondo? That um, <laughs> would be so funny. But like he's I, – I, I've been saying this in the last couple of reaction videos I have too. I'm like I don't get wh who this guy is or if I'm supposed to like him or dislike him. Like he was mm -hmm. against Cassian in the first couple episodes and – then like they're still painting him in a sympathetic way like we're supposed mm -hmm. to like him and i'm just confused by that i don't know what they're trying to do i my latest prediction is they talk about in this last episode like people everyone has a reason for joining the rebellion or hating the empire and so maybe his reason for hating them is they didn't do enough to help the security team that he was a part of i guess maybe and so maybe he'll end up on the rebellion side of things maybe that would be the only thing that would make sense to me but but they've also but, done that story like 80,000 times yeah. Too, you know the the person in the Empire who's defected out. I mean, like Agent Callus from Star Wars Rebels. I mean, like this is not like an uncommon story Finn. of somebody who's Finn. Yeah, 
So it's like you you can pull that story out of thin air or like, I don't know, like in the solo movie, it was like Han was a part of the Empire at one point or something. I don't know. But like things like that. So it's just like I'm having a very, 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 very hard time connecting to this on a Star Wars level. And because of that, I think that's why I'm having such a difficult time caring every time I tune in each week. And again, it's like it's not to say that 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 couldn't change or have some great payoffs, because, again, I do think there are going to be good payoffs in the show. But it's like I feel like none of these scenes or not none of them, some of these scenes don't contribute to the overall story. And, you know, it's like how you and I discussed with like the Mandalorian or just stories in general, like every scene that you have in a show should be adding to your overall story or the development of the characters. Like there shouldn't be a scene in there that is not necessary. And I feel like in these last two episodes, there are at least four or five scenes that you could have just cut out that would have trimmed the fat off of the episode and just gotten it to move along a lot faster. Yeah, you could definitely have made up some of them shorter too. Like they had like three different scenes where Cassian was mad about them looking at his stuff. It's like, we get it. Just show it once. <laughs> show it one time. And then that guy's all hot and cold with Cassian, the guy who knife threatens him in this last episode. Like he was he was warmed up to him at first, then he wasn't, then he was, and now he hates him and like and then like the scene with the Cocoa Pebbles or Cocoa Puffs guy, um I get it. Like his he's disappointed in his mom. You're being redundant every time you show it. Like and then there's a scene of him just sitting in his room, like looking up, and I'm like, What is what's the point of this? I don't <laughs> I don't get this. And then there's like even that scene at the end with Lucan or whatever his name, Stellan Sarsgaard, whatever. <laughs> He's just listening on the thing. And like that was such a weird ending to the episode. I was like, okay, he's listening in and this okay, so nothing happened this episode. It's just all like them kind of preparing like they were last episode. So it's just bizarre because you know, <laughs> you'll have like um a scene with Cassian and the the rebels and they're all tense and they're like oh, a few days have passed and now we're getting ready to go do this heist. And then they cut back to C Cyril, who's like still having his breakfast with his mom. And you're like, what's the timeline here? Yeah, that was the other thing. Like the, the, <laughs> the editing for it was weird because I thought the same thing. I'm like, oh, they went back to him doing the exact same thing he was doing before. He's still mm -hmm. having breakfast. I'm like, what? Am I missing something? What? Why did they edit it like that? It's like because they, the, they show the heist characters – going through a couple of days of like training to be soldiers yeah. and marching and it's like a little montage and then they're at the campfire and then you cut back and Cyril's still eating and having the same conversation with his mom even though we had a prior scene that had established she's disappointed in him he's disappointed in himself move on <laughs> like i know that i don't get what they're doing with that character i have no idea <laughs> he's he's hard to like i don't really empathize with him at all his scenes of been lackluster um, yeah so i i agree it's it's just been strange there, there's been a couple things I, I do like about the show though so I, yes I, I don't, this is not to say like i hate the show i'm just i'm a little confused by it it's it's, just, it's strange storytelling it's not super compelling if i'm being honest um and also there's no stakes so i, I don't feel the risk the only time I, I felt the risk for the characters is at the very end of the episode when they're making that signal and they're like it's time to do this and they seem a little unprepared i'm like okay kind of they're doing but, a lot of telling and not showing. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. That's a great way of putting it. And that's exactly what I mean is like when the brother's telling him about this thing that happened. No, just show us what happened. Make us feel for these characters more. You know, put us in their shoes. You can't just say we hate the empire. 
They're bad. And it's like, okay, but I also don't know who the Empire is in this part of the universe. They're not, mm-hmm. a, they're not very brutal. And I think that was kind of a mistake starting it out with this security team instead of having stormtroopers on site. Mm-hmm. Like, bring me into the Star Wars world immediately. So I or think just that's like one having thing. them kill Cassian's mom. Yes. In the or first kill episode. Villagers, just be a little bit more brutal with it, you know? Um, show the fear that people are allegedly have for them. Um, and don't introduce a million characters. But I will say, <laughs> uh, the music, I really like um, the score. The cinematography, I think, is fantastic. I really like the tone of the show. It's darker. Um, it's more interesting. Yes, the pacing is slow. Um, but I don't mind that, again, if the content within is more compelling. I think that's one of the biggest problems. However, I do like mm-hmm. the slow. I like the slower pacing. It's just the the content that's in the <laughs> The, the dialogue in some of these scenes is wasteful to me. But there's been some cool details, like episode four. Let's talk about episode four for a second because there were some cool yeah, details absolutely. in there. In the, like, in like, the shop, for example. Which, by the way, again, Stalin Sarsgaard, he's the, one of the best parts of the show to me. And the most yeah. interesting character. I think they've done a, a pretty good job with him, and he's done a good job. Also, um, Diego Luna's. I think he's pretty good, too. He's great. I just don't think they've given him as much... As I would have expected them to give him mm. <laughs> within the first five episodes. Yeah, there's also no other. There's no supporting characters that I that I'm like super invested in, other than uh, Luthen, Luthen, and Cassian. Yeah, Luthen's great. Uh, and the Scottish guy, I love him. Uh, oh, the guy with the accent. Oh my god, he's awesome. I want to see um, that guy. But that yeah, guy so like Luthen's shop. Some cool elements there. Which, if you want to talk about that. Um, cool some cool easter eggs in there yeah primarily there was a reference to the world between worlds from star wars rebels that was the first thing that caught my eye and i even said that in my reaction video because i i I got a glimpse of it but i didn't want to pause the episode but they have the um and i don't know if you've ever seen those episodes of rebels map but they have the hands on the murals that indicate how to open the world between worlds that ezra bridger opens to save ahsoka tano from her fate with Darth Vader. So I thought that was an awesome Easter egg. And I think they're kind of throwing that in there because I think the world between worlds is going to come back very heavily in the Ahsoka show. Yeah. Um, So I think that was kind of like a fun little Easter egg for them to throw in there. They also had, which has been the topic of like everybody's podcast conversation, um, Starkiller's helmet from The Force Unleashed, which was a fantastic Easter egg because there are a lot of people that are huge fans of that character and um, Sam Witwer. So I thought that was a fun little Easter egg. I don't know if they're going to do anything with it per se, (laughs) but it was really cool to see. There was also some Gungan armor, I think, in there. Uh, The Gungan shield. Yeah, the Gungan uh, shield. Episode one. And then... uh, Plo Koon's mm -hmm. mask or something similar. It might not have been exactly him, but his species was in there. Yeah. There was Um, that. What else? Then uh, th- there's a Sith holocron, I believe. Oh, uh, I didn't catch that one. Yep. And then uh, what's the the Jedi one too? The little square one. That's also a holocron. Yeah. The- so Jedi and Sith holocrons. And then I think there was like a couple other stuff, like Wookiee stuff. I think there's Mandalorian armor in there too. Yeah, there was. Um. But cool, 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 um, like very good attention to detail there. That's, and that's one of the things I like about the show. The attention to details there. The set design's fantastic. Like the, the, I think the costume design and the, the makeup is cool. Like even with the goats on that weird England-looking planet, they gave them crazy 
horns and stuff. And I'm like, cool, that's creative and 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 awesome. And like, it it feels more genuine than some of the Star Wars shows in past. Um, and it doesn't feel as forced. Like I know I was making fun of like some of the sci-fi terms they use, like in Mandalorian when they're like a flagon of spotchka or whatever. It, <laughs> it, like that feels forced to me. But I think a lot of the like lingo and stuff that they use in this show has been it's felt a little bit more natural and organic, I suppose. So I don't know in that regard. I, look, at the end of the day, they could be trying to do something totally different and separate from Star Wars that's just set in the universe. And if that's their intent, um, great. Like I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to be critical of that if you're trying to do something new. I just think that the content of the story doesn't have me hooked quite yet. Yeah. I think um, to go off what you're saying, talking about some positive aspects is I do like what they're doing with Mon Mothma. And yes. I, I think, is it Genevieve O'Reilly? I believe that's the actress's name. I think she's a great actress. Like, I love her voice. I love her scenes. I think that they did a great job of setting her up to be this – this very vulnerable, complicated woman who is at her core very afraid and yeah. and afraid of what could happen to her. And, you know, you, you not only see that in her interactions with Luthen, but you also see that in her interactions with her husband and daughter. Yeah. Because those scenes are so tense and you can tell it's like they are on one side of the political spectrum and she is on the other side and there is just not a joint happiness there. And I really like those scenes and I like the setup with what they've done with her. Um, I did find it a little bizarre that they made a huge deal out of this um, supposed dinner party in episode four. And then yeah. in episode five, they just completely skipped over it. They're like, well, yeah. the dinner happened and yeah. it was awful. And you're like, wait, but you set this up to be so interesting. It's like they're going to have dinner with these politicians. Maybe they'll discuss like ideas and complexities regarding the differences between the Republic and the Empire and all that kind of stuff, but they totally glossed over it, which I thought was so bizarre because that was such a good story opportunity. Yeah, that's another good example of like uh, – Like a necessary scene. <laughs> yeah, and you're like or, – or just like a wasted scene where like why did you even talk about that? Also like you with her, like I agree. It. Yeah, like I agree. She's an interesting character. She's a good actress. But again, like I, we haven't seen her in action. Show, us, mm-hmm. show her at the Senate. I said this in my last video too. Like show more um, – City shots of of Coruscant bring make us feel more like we're there. That's such an important element, I think, in storytelling. Like the new Lord of the Rings show, and not to make this a breakdown about Lord of the Rings show, but I enjoy it. I think a lot of people don't like it; they're being overly critical. I think it's interesting. I feel like I'm in Middle Earth when I'm watching it. They do a lot of sweeping landscape shots. Um, the writing isn't the the 100 percent best, but I'm enjoying it, and I at least feel like it's very Lord of the Rings. Um, and I think there's some interesting. Um, storytelling there and there's a bunch of different characters that have different motivations that are set up in different places Um, and it has its flaws but like I'm really enjoying that show and I guess I'm just comparing Andor to that right now because it's the other show that I'm watching Sure. Um, and at least and it is slow moving but I don't know I I just I care about some of these these characters more and the way the show is done like the little things like the sweeping landscape shots make a big difference. So like when we're talking about someone like Mon Mothma, show me what she does. Like show me why she's scared. I don't have a reason to care about <laughs> why she's nervous about like putting her ass on the line, talking with Luthen in his shop. You feel it a little bit there of how she's like, oh, there's all these spies. But like show me more. Show me what she's doing on a daily basis, who she's interacting with. Because if I don't know, if I'm not seeing it, why do I care? I don't it, – mm-hmm. it, there's no stakes again. Yeah. There's no. There's no like – layers 
Like they're just telling you things that are happening, but they're not like pulling back the curtain and being like, this is why Mon Mothma is a terrified woman because she has people following her all the yeah, time. Yeah, show her, like show some other senators getting like killed or something around mm-hmm. her because they went against the Empire. Like mm-hmm. that's the kind of stuff we need to see in this show. Make it seem like anything could happen. But you I don't know, feel like that right now. I feel like, no, that'll be fine. I bet you they go on this mission next week, Melissa. I bet it works out. I bet it doesn't go according to plan, <laughs> but I bet you it works. And I bet you no one really <laughs> dies. I mean, I bet you that Luther guy dies, or what's his name? Luther Lu- is... Lu- no, Lieutenant Gondor. What's oh, his Gorn. name? <laughs> yeah, Lieutenant Gorn. The only, reason, the only reason I remember that guy's name, by the way, is because of the Gorn in Star Trek. That's the yeah. only reason that I know that guy's name. Other than that, like, I don't know. But you're probably right. They're going to go on this mission. It'll be totally fine. Um, we know Cassian's fine. Maybe a person or two will die. I don't know. But it's just like, I, yeah, I mean, everything that you're essentially saying, the the layers thing is really, really bothering me. And I was going to give an example here. Like, you remember that Clone Wars arc with um, Padme? And Bale and Padme was going to vote on something in the Senate. And then Bale got, like, someone attempted to assassinate Bale Organa. And then someone attempted to assassinate her. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay, this is why she's terrified to go up and talk about this. And there's, like, that whole, like, mystery aspect to it. I'm probably not summarizing the episode super well. But for those hardcore Clone Wars fans, they'll know what I'm talking about. But it's like they're giving you the backdrop for that. And then you, like, kind of understand Padme's motivations going into the Senate. Yeah. But it's just kind of like if they were just saying, I'm scared, I'm scared, I'm scared, and you don't see the assassination attempts, it's like, well, then what is there to be worried about? Yeah. Where's the weight behind that? Yeah. And yeah. And I, it's also like, like I, I don't understand how the galaxy's working. Like, you got to show me the, the backdrop, the political state of things. And I, I, I'm not seeing that. Like, who's in charge here? Are we just, we're seeing all these Imperial guys, but we're not seeing, like, a main guy in charge. Obviously, I'm not expecting to see, like, Darth Vader or necessarily the Emperor. Yeah. Although, like, that, that's what's going on right now. <laughs> like, th- it's being run by somebody at the top. There's You can't just play, plop someone down in front of me and be like, hey, he's one of the head guys. She's also one of the head guys. And then there's another head guy over here. It's like, well, then who's who's in charge? Who's in charge of them? Like, who's the actual antagonist here who's it's the bad like, guy uh, other than the empire the big bad boogie empire like there's no one bad guy you know what's interesting because now i'm thinking of uh star wars rebels so you know how um in star wars rebels they have like the inquisitors that come in whenever jedi come around yeah and then if the inquisitors can't handle the jedi then tarkin comes in and you're like oh crap tarkin's coming in something really must be bad yeah. And then if, and then Grand Admiral Thrawn will come in, who's above Tarkin. You're like, oh my god, Grand Admiral Thrawn. Like, now things are really, really, really bad. And then you get to the point where it gets to be, like, Vader and so on and so forth. But there's always, like, a head honcho. And uh, what you just said just now is, like, we have four or five head yeah. honchos instead of one. And so it just kind of gets confusing to to follow or necessarily have a straightforward path of, like, okay, what are the stakes here? What are these bad guys going up against? And who's the biggest threat to the plan to break into the Empire and steal something? Like, you don't really feel that. And with the way that this show is right now is I just feel like it is an extremely slow burn. Like, an extremely slow burn. But how many episodes are in a season? Is it 12 for this show? I think at least. And I, I believe it's one. like 10 or 12. Because I saw it said 14 the other day when I looked it up, but that cannot be correct. It says, yeah, 14. Um, I don't think it is. I'm pretty sure it's 12. 
It's but like the first, the first result in Google says fourteen, but I don't know where the source is on that. I can't see the source. Yeah, but oh, then tw- if you look I, at- I mentioned above the Collider dot com is saying twelve. Yeah, because there that are would, which would make sites. more sense to me. Yeah, so like if you have twelve episodes, we're at episode six next week, and we're only just getting to this heist. Yeah, and that's really, really, really weird to me. And again, I do think that the show is going to have some payoffs. It's just like at the end of the day, it's just like I don't find myself wanting to watch it necessarily every week and on top of that like i'm just really struggling with the tone and the star warsiness of it i'm not and struggling with that as much it does feel star wars e to me it feels, and I, it feels like that's what they're trying to go for is like a mm-hmm. darker tone which fine i think the bigger issue for me is there's no stakes like the there's no bad guy that's really like ooh. Like he'll kill this person or like it makes you at the edge of your seat. It's unpredictable. This is a pretty predictable show so far. Mm-hmm. Is Cassian Andor also my third issue? Is is he really a a big enough character or is he has he been written big enough right now to care about as you're watching this show? Like when you're watching Game of Thrones or something, Jon Snow is like a he's a fun character to watch, you know? Uh or you're watching um Jamie Lannister, right? Mm-hmm. Or in the Lord of the Rings show, the the elf guy, he's cool. He's fun to watch. He's like an he's a badass, you know. And you're like excited to see what he does next. And he has like interesting depth to his character. Then there's also like there's this bad guy, this bad orc. Who you're like, what's his backstory? Who is he? And then you have this Hobbit girl, and you're like, oh, she lives a totally different life from everyone else. And she stumbled on this giant, and the giant's a big mystery. And like, there's not like necessarily one main character. I mean, Galadriel's a main character. I'm not a huge fan of her in this show but that's a separate thing but like yeah. my point is they're big enough to to carry the the show forward you know and elrond yeah. even elrond's a character from lord of the rings who he's getting a backstory same with galadriel so like they're big enough to be more invested in i guess with cassian it's like yes we know what happens to him in andor but like the supporting cast so far it's like i guess luthan He's up there with me of like interesting, but we didn't get almost any screen time of him in this mm-hmm. last episode. And it's... that's a mistake. And also Mon Mothma, another cool character, but we're getting tiny bits of screen. I, we don't have any backstory on her either. So it's just those are my biggest issues. I'm definitely going to st- keep watching the show. I'm definitely interested to see like where this goes. And I'm very hesitant to like give up my full opinion on something before all the episodes have come out. But as of right now, it's just my main thing is like, mm, okay, like. I'm interested. I'm just not super invested, and I I don't have enough reason to like care or or make me excited to come back every week. And I feel like that's kind of what you're saying too. Yeah, definitely. I think we're on the same page with this. We also have to keep in mind that this is a spinoff of a spinoff. Yeah, like Rogue One is a spinoff of a New Hope. Andor is a spinoff of Rogue One, which is a spinoff of a New Hope. So it's like three times removed. So yeah, I get what you're saying. I don't think that there's any like title big character to to carry it um i know that they're going to bring in saw Gerrera at some point and they'll have um came i'm sure there'll be that's true more cameos that's true. coming through with like senators and whatnot i mean i wouldn't be surprised if we saw bail organa briefly little things like that maybe at like the very end of season one they'll have another easter egg it's just as of right now i'm with you i'm not gonna judge the entire show until like season one has completed and we have the full picture. But as of right now, it's, it's just kind of like I'm in like limbo. It's just a slow start. 
I, I, that's really what it is. It's just it's it's strange decisions to me. Like this is a anticipated show, and they're starting off with three episodes the first week, which really slow burn, which for a relatively short arc that you could have condensed. Also, I don't have all the time in the world to watch three forty five minute episodes in a row. <laughs> Um, and then the second episode coming out super slow, but I'm like, okay, I'm still, I'm interested in the fifth episode. You're like, okay, like what, what's the, like, what's Where's, the plot of the show? The Cause I thought it was like, he's going to join the rebels and it's like, all right, he's, he's joining them. He's about to do something with them and decide if he wants to join. And you're like, okay. And then it's like, but he's going to do it. I promise <laughs> they're going to go tomorrow. And then you're like, okay. And then I'm like, he's definitely going to do it. You better watch. Cause he's going to, he, he's going <laughs> to kill him. And you're like, okay, great. Like, <laughs> let's move this character forward a little bit. Um, right. But look, I mean, I don't want to be too, too critical. Um, it's definitely, it's worst moments have still been better than some of the Book of Boba Fett episodes. <laughs> yes. I will. Um, yes, I will agree with that. And I, think- I, don't, I don't think the show really has any highs or lows. To me, it's just very static. Yeah. But, it, but it's not low static. It's like, uh, to me, it's like, I'm like, all right, I'm fine with this. I just, it could be better. So, yeah. Yeah. I had a thought and then I just. Well, the highs totally are high and the lows are lows. Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. I, I think, um, I think the, the show's biggest strength that I will definitely applaud it on is the production quality is fantastic. Yeah. It is up there with like cinema quality, um, Rogue One, like the way it's shot, the, the lighting, the, um, the acting's quite good. The sound design, like the TIE fighters listening mm-hmm. to that in the headphones the last couple episodes is like, okay, that's really cool. Yeah, the production quality of this show, I would have loved to have seen in Kenobi. And that makes yeah. it really, really frustrating to watch because I'm just like, oh my God. So like you're proving you have these resources, but for some reason you just decided to put all the money into a spinoff character as opposed to a character in a TV show that everybody really, really cares about. So I'm personally struggling with that because it's like, you can do this, but for some reason you held back on the budget that everybody wanted to see it in. Yeah. Uh, so, like, to everybody who's working on, like, the production team for that, good on them. It looks great and fantastic. It's just, as far as emotional investment goes, this is probably the least interested I've been in a Star Wars show so far, which just feels very, very bizarre. Last thing is, um, I think this show is, and this is not... Everybody can have their own tastes and what they expect Star Wars to be or what they like Star Wars to be. But this show feels so grounded in modern day with like what they're using and some of the scenes and like the environments that they're shot in. It feels so modern day that I really feel like it's taking me out of the Star Wars element. And I think that's why I've had such a hard time connecting to the show on a Star Wars level because like it. It's like they're saying it's Star Wars, but it doesn't really connect for me personally on the Star Wars level. Like when I watch The Mandalorian, I'm like, yes, this is Star Wars. I feel like I'm in this universe. This is a very nice blend of Clone Wars original trilogy and um, prequel era. And this really feels like a nice blend of the Star Wars universe, whereas this show feels very grounded in modern day. And like you said, that's probably what they're doing intentionally, which if it is good for them, it's just like, that's not my personal taste. Yeah. And that's fine, but it's just I think that's why I'm also not like on the show. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think there's much. I think you summarized it pretty nicely. I don't think there's really much more to say. I think we'll just have to see what happens with these these next mm-hmm. few episodes or I mean, there really isn't that much to talk about and like that's not a good sign. You know what I no, mean? No, there's I I can't think um, of anything to break down of 
significance well, other than there would be shock. like if since it's a new since it's a new show you'd think with new characters you're like i love what they're doing with this character and how they did that like they just haven't focused on that enough that's what i'd like to see we'll see how they there's still seven more episodes left to go so it could turn totally around and like end up being amazing it's just um it's just been very static so far and um so we'll see where it goes um there's just not much more to say so <laughs> i think we can kind of cut it there yeah um Last thing before we close out, just because I want to hear your take on this, but this has nothing to do with Andor, but did you see that that quote from Christian Bale about wanting to be in Star Wars? I was going to ask you. Oh, yeah. He wanted to be you, one of the stormtroopers who like bonks his head. Yeah. But you were like, if you were to cast Christian Bale in Star Wars, who would you cast him as? Like Ooh, a, a Jedi question. or a senator or like, who do you think he could play? Because it's just like a fun good, question. I feel like he'd be a good political figure. Yeah. A senator. Yeah. Something or like even that. Like, even a um even an imperial like commander Ooh, or something. With his he'd British be a really accent. good imperial guy. Yeah. He could do a lot. I mean, I wouldn't want to see him as like a, a Sith or a Jedi. he'd be he'd crush that, but like I don't know that that would necessarily fit for him. Yeah. Like maybe being a bad guy in politics would be cool. Or like being a separatist or something. Could you could you see him as a Jedi? Because everybody was sharing that edited clip from the Dark Knight trilogy. With him sword sword fighting with oh, Liam Neeson's character's that. name, who I forget. Raz Al Ghul. Raz Al Ghul. Raz Al Goulash. Raz Al Goulash. Um, but no, that's just a fun question to ask because that was going around Twitter the other day and it yeah. made me laugh. So yeah, that's an interesting one. That's a good question. Everyone in the comments, why don't you let us know what you think on that? Question? Yeah, who so should Christian prompt. Bale play in Star Wars, if yeah. at all? Yeah. And put your comments on this episode. I mean, I don't know if there was many comments on this episode that we can bring up. We can do that next week. Talk about the comments. But guys, let us know what you thought of this show and what you think so far in the comments. And we'll talk about it next week. We haven't done viewer comments or um, thoughts in a while. So maybe we need to put oh, that back haven't. up on the community page. Bring that back. But for now, all you guys know what you need to do. Uh, subscribe to us below. Click the notification bell so you know when we post. And go to uh, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, star underscore wars underscore pod. Follow us there. Leave your comments there. Let us know how you're doing. And... If you're not already watching us on Spotify or YouTube, you can listen to us on Apple, uh, Google, Stitcher, anywhere you get your podcast. You can watch us on Spotify, whatever. Do whatever you want to do, but we're there. And we'll be here next week to do more reaction videos that will probably be short and uh, another breakdown. <laughs> yeah, video. I and guess. We'll, we'll, we'll get back to more regularly scheduled programming. We we will. Sorry about the reaction videos being so short. I guess that kind of plays off what we're saying is like we there's not much to say, so there's not like – that much to react to so our yeah. reaction videos have been anywhere from like three minutes to 11 minutes at most yeah. so sorry about that guys um before we close out the show one more thing we do have an interview coming out i don't know if you guys saw the clip i posted on our social media today but we have an interview with senior editor at lucasfilm kevin yost coming out here soon in the next day or two i meant to get that interview out last week but like i said i got very very sick and it got stalled but the episode is ready to release so please stay tuned for that um we had a great time talking to him he is a really nice guy and he gives a lot of great advice about how to get into trailer editing and he shares some trailers he's worked on for the animated series at lucasfilm so you guys should stay tuned for that it was a very fun and insightful interview and with that being said we will see you guys in the next episode may the force be with you see you guys later